Hello, hello, and welcome to episode four of the Radically You podcast. This is Naomi Jenkins. I am a practicing certified life coach, a hoarder of far too many books, and your host for today's episode on story versus fact. Right. As always, I'm feeling so honored to have you here with me to join in on the discussion. Um, like I said, today's episode is all going to be about story versus fact, and I will explain that in a few moments. But I wanted to start by just acknowledging that just about everybody that I've spoken to and interacted with recently has touched on just the heaviness of things, just how heavy we seem to all generally be feeling. And I don't know if it's the looming uncertainty of the pandemic, um, the lingering darkness of winter for so many of us, or illness or, you know, regular life things and experiences, but in general, There just seems to be this heaviness that is weighing so many of us down. So I wanted to start off today by inviting you to get into your body for a moment. I want you to drop your shoulders. Notice any tension there and just drop and relax them. Let them loosen. Then I want you to relax your jaw. Let it kind of just like drop open loosen any tension there and then notice your tongue and settle it down into the bottom of your mouth so often we hold all of this tension in our body that we're not even aware of and it has a very big impact i think on the way that we go about our days so i want to just invite you to release all of that drop those shoulders relax your jaw lower your tongue into the bottom of your mouth Let go of the tension and now just breathe for a moment. Breathe in and out and in and out. One more time, breathe in and out and just let it all go. And now take a look around you and orient to just where you are, what's around you, what you're doing, what things can you see, what's the temperature. I want to just invite you to be present in the moment and the space that you are in right now and let go of anything unnecessary that you might be carrying, any heaviness, any tension, any discomfort, whatever it may be. Just give your body permission for just a moment to release it all and just breathe. Now, I hope you're feeling just a little bit lighter, a little bit less tense and heavy. Just doing that little shift in my body 
relaxing the shoulders, my jaw, my mouth makes a huge difference for me. So I hope maybe it was helpful for some of you today. And if you are carrying around a lot of heaviness, please know you're not alone. And you don't even have to go looking for the reason. It's okay to just acknowledge it and know that it's there. And make some space in your body and some time in your day to create a little bit more peace if you need it. So today's episode is all about story versus fact. And we'll get into the details of that. But what I mean by that, by the idea of story versus fact, is that, well, as humans, we are meaning makers. It's just what we do. We receive input and then we create meaning for everything around us. That's the thing the ability to create meaning and attach meaning to things and people and experiences. That's one of the things that really sets us apart from a lot of the other animal species in the world is that we can create meaning that we tell stories. Every single one of us is a storyteller, whether we are aware of it or not. So I want to invite you today to consider first, what is the story that you are telling? about yourself and your life? Is it a story that you like? Is it a story that you want to be part of? Is it the most beautiful story that you can imagine for yourself and the people around you? And take some time to just consider what part are you playing in this story that you're telling? Are you the victim or are you the hero? Are you a supporting character in your own life or are you playing out the lead role? Are you believing that you're the villain or being told that you're the villain in the story that you're living? That one is especially interesting to me. Maybe because my family has been on a huge Harry Potter kick lately, mostly because of my seven-year-old daughter who has just fallen in love with all things to do with Harry Potter and the magical world. We're constantly talking about different characters and my children are asking me all kinds of questions and they know I love these books. And if you don't love Harry Potter, or if you haven't read it yet or haven't seen the movies or whatever, this may not resonate with you. But don't worry, I'm not going to offer any like massive spoilers or anything. But as I was thinking about the concept of A lot of us accept kind of the role in a story of being the villain, either because it's offered to us by others or because our own inner critic has gotten so loud that we just believe this really ugly story about who we are at our core. And it made me think of uh, Professor Snape in the Harry Potter books. And the reason is because my kids are constantly talking about how much they hate Professor Snape and they've only read the first few books. Well, depending on how old they are, they're at different stages. But um, but I often tell them, you do now, but you might not. Because my experience with Professor Snape in the beginning, when I was first reading the books, when I was in maybe like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, my experience of him was that he was the worst that he was meant to be hated. He was a terrible character. He was so awful. But by the end of that trajectory of that story arc, 
when those books are over. Snape is one of the characters that I'm most attached to now. I used to believe he was the villain, but my opinion of him now has changed drastically, and things that I used as evidence of how he was a villain early on in the stories, I now look back, and with context, they make so much more sense. And I really think Snape is one of the most important and most admirable characters in the entire book. And you don't have to agree with me. That's just my experience. But I think sometimes we do this with ourselves or even with the other people around us. We buy into kind of like the default uh, meaning in the situations around us. And we write this story about ourselves or about others, about our life in general, that may just not be true because we may not be looking at the whole picture. We may not have the whole arc of the story yet. But I want you to think about your life and what story you are telling, because the truth is we all create meaning and tell a story about what's happening around us. And this is where I want to get into the story versus fact part. So I want to help you differentiate between what about your life is story and what about it is fact. So here's the biggest difference. Let's just differentiate facts this way. A fact is anything that would be like universally agreed upon. A fact is something that you could prove in a court of law. So for example, if I say it's 98 degrees outside Fahrenheit, then that's a fact. We could pull out a thermometer and we could prove that it is 98 degrees, right? But if I say man, it's so hot, then that's a story I'm telling. Because not everybody would agree that 98 degrees is so hot. People who live in the Middle East might think that sounds like a very comfortable temperature compared to what they're used to. People who live in even Mesa, Arizona, where it routinely gets up to 110, 115 degrees in the summertime, might think 98 degrees sounds a little refreshing. The real irony of the fact that I'm using this analogy is that it is literally below freezing where I am and I do not like the cold. And I think the story I tell about freezing cold winter is that they're miserable. But that's not a fact. It's a story. But clearly I'm thinking about summer because I'm talking to you about 98 degree weather. Anyways, does that make sense? I'm hoping. I'm hoping that you're still with me that there's the difference between facts and stories. There's the fact, for example, maybe I have a conversation with my husband and maybe my husband says something to me. The words that he says to me, those are fact. If I had like a video camera recording it, which so many of us do these days, I could go back and look at it and prove that my husband said X, Y, Z words. But then what we do is we add on all this story. We fit it into the context of our belief systems or what's going on around us or what we think things should be or how people should act or whatever it might be or who we think we are meant to be. And we tell a story. And there's nothing wrong with this. We're not robots. We're not computers. We're not meant to only communicate and make sense with facts. We are meaning makers. We are storytellers. I think it's one of the most beautiful things about us as humans 
is that we create stories and that we connect with each other based on stories. Think back to like the best teacher you ever had. My guess is it's not the teacher that stood up at the front and related all these facts and numbers to you all day long in a monotone voice. It's the teacher who helped you relate whatever you were uh, learning about to like your actual life and make sense of it in terms of the meaning that you already had in your life. So, but this is what we do as humans, right? We take stories and we repeat them to ourselves so much over and over and over that we start to believe them as facts. So my invitation to you today would be think about some piece of yourself or some piece of your life and write out the story that you're telling. Figure out what is it that you're believing about yourself, your relationship, your job, the uh, current state of the world in this pandemic, whatever it might be. Write it all down, get the story down on paper or get all of it down on paper, I should say, and then sift through it and highlight the parts that are fact, the parts that could be proven or agreed upon by the general public, the parts that are kind of non-negotiable, where you have uh, maybe no control even, and be careful there because sometimes we think we have no control over things we actually do. But identify what are the facts? What are the things I could prove in a court of law? What are the things that everyone would agree upon? And then kind of eliminate those or at least just kind of put them aside mentally. And then pay attention to what is the rest of it? What is the story that you're contributing to those facts? What is the meaning that you're making about yourself or about your life, whatever it might be? And decide... Is this the story I want to tell? For example, if we went back a few years, back when I was a younger mom, when my kids were younger, let's just say after my second baby was born, I experienced a very extreme bout of postpartum depression. And for a long time, for about the first year of my second child's life, the stories that I was telling about myself were so painful. And the story that I really was living into was the story that I was a terrible mom. I was broken. I no longer knew what I was doing. Something about having that second baby broke me inside and I was never going to be the same and that everybody around me deserved more than what I was capable of giving them. The truth was, I was suffering some pretty severe imbalances as a result of having a baby and the essentially trauma that a woman's body goes through. There were things in my brain that were depleted. I was deprived of sleep and probably the nutrition that my body needed. I was trying very hard to show up every day and take care of a two-year-old and a baby and a husband and show up as my best in my community and among my friends and at church. And I was trying too hard to do too much. And the story I was telling myself was that I was failing. But there were really no facts to back up that story. And so much of my pain during that period came from 
the story I was telling. And in that situation, what I really needed was medical intervention. What I really needed was my body to have time to bounce back and to be able to kind of get out of that mental fog and have some more perspective. What I really needed then was medication that I wasn't open to having. But, but now looking back, I can tell myself a very different story about that time. I can see that there were other possible meanings. I can see the pain and suffering that I was experiencing and also the pain and suffering that I was causing. And I can offer a story of compassion and I can look back and love that part of me. Sometimes it's a little easier to do this in reverse. Sometimes when we're really stuck in it in the moment, it can be hard and it might even be useful to get some outside perspective which is one reason why I love the work I do as a coach, because I'm able to offer that safe space and perspective to people to help them break apart what is story and what is fact. And that's something I do with myself often too. But it is definitely work that you can do on your own. But I would challenge you to think about maybe a part of your life that is currently causing some pain or discomfort or where there's resistance or struggle And take a little bit of time, even just five minutes, and just kind of like dump out your brain and write out everything that you're thinking about it, and then separate out what is story and what is fact. And ask yourself, is the story that I'm telling serving me? Is it a story that I would intentionally choose to take part in? Am I playing the part in my own life that I want to play Am I giving myself the leading role, the opportunity to be the hero, or am I convinced that I'm just a victim to everything around me or the villain that's causing all of the problems? Because once we can identify what the story is that we're telling, we immediately create space to ask ourselves, what other story might be possible? What other perspective or angle could I take on these facts? And is there a different story that I'd like to be telling to myself or to others about what's going on here? And this is all very vague. Obviously, if I knew what's going on with you, I would help you and give you some more concrete examples. But really, there is so much power in just writing it all down and separating out what is story and what is fact. And after you've taken a little bit of time to do that, the question I'd love for you to consider and maybe take some time to sit with and maybe even doing some more writing or journaling about is just what is the most beautiful story you can imagine? What is the most beautiful story you could tell about yourself that still feels true and believable and accessible? What is the most beautiful and loving story that you could be telling yourself about someone else in your life where there's some friction or separation going on? Or what is the most beautiful and amazing story you can imagine about what you would like your life to look like? Because the beauty right there is that, and I think this is a Dr. Seuss quote, but I love it and I come back to it over and over again, And the Dr. Seuss quote is this, that everything that exists in the world 
had to be imagined first. And when we learn how to separate story from fact, we can pay attention to what are we already imagining to be true? What is the story that we're telling on top of the facts in our lives? And once we know that we're the ones telling the story, then we can have access to what would I like the story to be? How do I want to imagine things could be? What is the most beautiful story I could tell? And then give your brain permission to go to that place to imagine the very best story. Like write a story, a book about your life that you would deeply want to be a participant in. And give yourself permission to figure out what is just one thing you could start doing today to step into that story, that version of the story that's available to you. All right, my friends, that is what I have for you. I hope you are having a beautiful week. I will talk to you again soon. I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you joined me here for today's podcast. If anything in today's episode resonated with you, or you think it might prove useful to someone that you know, I hope you will share it with a friend. I would also be immensely grateful if you would take the time to leave a review in whatever podcast app you're using today. Reviews are the best way for new listeners to find the podcast so that they can come and join in on the conversation. Once a month, I will be choosing one reviewer at random to receive a free private coaching session with me on any topic of your choice. This month, I hope that person is you.